Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gaming Manifesto, the official podcast of RobotRepublic.com. I'm your host, Callie, and with me today I have Cameron of uh, the Aussie Perspective. Say hello. Hello. Or g'day, sorry. I'll speak my language. So, I mean, it's just yourself today, so it's just just the two of us. And if you want to just tell me what you've been playing. So, I have been playing over the last week a lot of Humankind, which is a Civ-like... I'm going to create that 4X game that hopes to be, like, the magnum opus of a game company that's kind of been in the shadow of Sid or Sid Meier for the last couple of years. They've created a game that's innovated the, the industry pretty well. I'm still trying to figure out whether or not it's done it well or not, but there's some new things in there. And I've also been playing a lot of old-school RuneScape in my free time slash alt-tabbing when my multiplayer mates are taking 17 minutes to take one turn. But that's about <laughs> it for what I've been playing. Before that was Death Trash, which is a game I highly recommend review on my channel because you should play that early access game, which is something I'm going to be talking about later on. So, yeah, excellent. Um, so RuneScape, just to confirm, RuneScape, the game I played when I was like twelve. Yeah, so the there's the old school version, and then there's the like RuneScape modern version, which is the one where if you logged in somehow, you remember your account, you could log in and play that. But it is. The current RuneScape, the one that hasn't been altered in any way, is, like, fundamentally changed. It's much more closer to, like, your common MMO, like, tab targeting and World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Whereas the old school version came about after the community just left the game in droves. Developer Jagex, which I think is from your country, actually, they created the old school server, thinking, oh, yeah, players will get over this in three months when they realise that the old school RuneScape is shit. And lo and behold, the game was more popular than ever, and they continued the game from that point on, and it's kept alive with community-led updates, no microtransactions, and just, like, really strong set of updates that have really kept it going, and it's probably not more popular than it's ever been. I think it peaked in COVID last year, but currently it's got a massive player base, and it's growing, so... Yeah. It's still huge. Even though it peaked last year during COVID, the fact that it didn't peak in 2002... Yeah, well, like when I actually remember that game existed, I think just about every game in existence probably peaked last year, unless you know this yeah, was yeah, their yeah. first year of release. But if you ask anyone, what are the top five 
either best or most popular MMOs today, if they didn't include old school RuneScape or RuneScape in general, then they'd be laughing, them, laughing at themselves. I think Jagex made just as much revenue from RuneScape as Blizzard did from World of Warcraft last year, which is something that kind of puts it in, into perspective, where World of Warcraft that is really huge, is. Where and then RuneScape is a couple of million dollars behind, so... Yeah, it's big. So when, I, when I was a kid playing this, like, I mean, like, I guess it's not, if it's not changed, presumably you could play this on almost anything because of it was such a low, you know, you didn't need much to be able to play that from through the browser, right? You didn't need a good computer or anything. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the memes. Uh, like, the whole bunch, a whole bunch of the community, like, a lot of RuneScape players will buy gaming PCs with, like, you know, 30, 90 cards and spend $5,000 or 4,000 pounds on these fancy gaming computers and they'd be able to run RuneScape like 30 times individually with that, with that. You can get on your phone. Like if you haven't played RuneScape in a decade and think, oh, you know, I'll give it a go, go back on it because it's free to play. You can download it on your phone and get the old school version, not the new, whatever that's called. And yeah, give it a go because yeah, like you said, it can be played on anything and it's better than what it's ever been probably. So I always felt like uh, vaguely embarrassed. I used to play it, but I had friends that played World of Warcraft. And of course, this was like the cheap, poor version of like World of Warcraft. So I never had WoW, but um, yeah, no, I like to tune into, tune into RuneScape. But I did have this problem where um, I spent so long trying to make money cutting down oak trees. Like there was this <laughs> row of four oak trees just outside of town. And I was like, man, these are worth like 10 gold. And I'd be cutting them down and then selling them and thinking, okay, finally, I've got myself a good routine. Then I introduced my mate to it. And then the next day he comes in with this like armor that I would have no chance of affording. It's because he figured out like, eh, there's this rune mine. You can go mine runes and they're worth fucking tons. So yeah, yeah man, that, that pissed me off a bit. But <laughs> uh, Honestly, if you're going to go back to the game, don't cut out trees. Don't, don't get do resource gathering. That's a waste of time. Your best way to get money is to just like, I honestly pay for membership and get and go that way. But if you just say, hey, I haven't played in a while, then probably someone will just walk up to you and trade you 10 mil. Like, the community's pretty good and the community's pretty desperate for more people to play because that's the thing. Everyone who plays is currently like you where, or like you and I, where they played 10 plus years ago. Like, for me, I think I started playing 15 years ago and you're like, ah, oh, this game is great and I want more people to play. And other people playing makes you feel good because everyone had that, like, I'm embarrassed because I'm playing RuneScape while everyone else is mm. playing Modern Warfare 2 and getting intervention kills and, oh, baby, a triple. Man, yeah. <laughs> that, that was my life back. I did both those things, though, so I was kind of... I was a everyman kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I doubt I can go back and play any MMO, frankly. I, I just don't have the patience oh. for them. But um, is RuneScape still available through the browser, or do you have to download it? Uh, actually... It can be played through the browser, but you need to be using Windows XP with an old version of Internet Explorer. I think someone managed to do it because they're like, I want to see if it's possible. And it is possible, but it's definitely not recommended because I think like Google Chrome doesn't support Java. Microsoft Edge doesn't support Java. And I'm just talking down my, my ass. I don't know why it's not available, but you need to use XP with an old, old, old version of Internet Explorer to be able to play it through browser. Okay, but I take it nowadays that's not the norm. You download the game. Yeah, you just download the game. It's like 30 okay. megs and then you play it within... You could probably go from no no playing to playing in 1 minute and 45 seconds, I reckon. That's very specific. <laughs> I should time myself later. Um, 
Humankind as well. That's actually just been dropped on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Shout out Game Pass as I always do. Um, I am intrigued to give it a go just to see what kind of fucked up scenarios I can create or civilizations I can create. Because that's the, that's the jam of it, isn't it? That's the idea. You can, like, you know, take a one country's like law and just dump it into another and mix it all up or something like that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know. So that's the idea, but I guess it's kind of like a bit of a spoiler for my actual opinions on it. That's the idea. And that sounds fantastic. And it does have elements of that, but it doesn't go far enough into that for that to be what you would get out of the game. It is much more like error. So there are a couple of different errors, and every time you go to the next error, you pick the culture you want to base yourself off. So you might want to be Carthaginian, Roman, Greek, and all the other ones that existed. Like there's there's ones when I'm a history buff, and I've never heard of some of the nations <laughs> in there. But you lose a lot of the benefits from that old era, that old culture when you go to the new one. You keep your core beliefs and you can still recruit units that were specific to that culture. But there's not really much point recruiting Celtic, like, naked warriors when you're fighting musket dudes. So it Mm -hmm. does lose a lot of that. One strength I do find, though, is that, and a lot of people who are super involved with Civ might disagree... But I find that every Civ game or Forex game in general you create, you start, is the same thing over and over again. Humankind does a good job of breaking that. If you start as a food-based Civ, like, you know, lots of population, you need to do that, otherwise you'll fall behind. If you start as a science and stability-based Civ, then, or culture, then you need to do that, otherwise you'll fall behind. It really emphasizes you really, like, leaning into what your civilization's strengths are. Um, and I really like that. And you can switch, chop and change as you go along, but it's hard to do that if you, if you've spent your entire game building science buildings and you switch to like a money faction later on in the game, you're not going to have that, like that preset base of money buildings from back in the day. So there's a lot of chopping and changing, but at the same time it does, you do follow one set path. Um, but it's not so much of the you get to do build wacky cultures and build your own thing because you do are kind of set in ground every time you switch to a different culture in the era. Yeah, well, that sounds like, I mean, it's probably a fun game in the way Civ is, but that does disappoint me a lot, to be honest. Like, do you remember Do you remember a game called Spore? Spore. I remember the hype. Like, Spore is probably one of the games that from back in the day that I remember the hype around, but I didn't, I wasn't a gamer or I wasn't a hmm. PC gamer back then. I just had a PS2, so... I don't remember much of Spore or at all. See, Spore sold itself as this, like, evolution sim. So you can, you know, cause and make the evolution of your creatures happen from the very smallest amoeba to, like, you know, going into space kind of thing. So it sounded really badass. Um, I played it around someone else's. I never bought it myself, and I'm glad, frankly. This was obviously spending that much money on, like, a game to be disappointed would have been horrendous back then, but, like you are kind of evolving yourself, but it's basically just a series of five mini-games. So, like, you're in your first era where you're, like, uh, like an amoeba, you know, and it's basically, you know that fishing frenzy where you just have to eat the smaller fish? Yeah, yeah, like That's fishy kind game. of it. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you get to pick, like, your appendages and stuff that you get at the end of that, so you put, like, a beak on yourself or... Um... But it's literally you're just signing and picking the things that go on your like character at each stage it's not no there's no actual natural evolution from based on things you've done 
it's just like, okay, well, yeah, now you can choose to put yourself some legs and a beak and a tail and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, hella disappointing to me. And then like the next stage, you're, walk, you're kind of rolling around however you've picked yourself to be in the mainland and you have to go and like make friends with other creatures or, you know, attack other creatures and things like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, when, when you say like, I, I believe this has actually been a while now, but when you kind of like mate with one of the other kind of creatures, you can then just pick your, or redesign your, your creature. Like yeah, there's no, no, there's no like just natural... Exactly, yeah, and it was so damn disappointed. And that sounds like the same with this kind of humankind, where they've just both. Like, the thing that's been selling it to me is the fact that I can make some crazy cultures, mixed cultures. Yeah, uh, it's just a case you get to the end of an era and they're like, "Yeah, no, do you want to be? Uh, do you want to be the Brazilians this time around?" I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. like I see your point, and I had a similar experience with Biomutant, and I don't know if you remember Biomutant's released a couple of months ago, where you could you naturally evolve as you go along, and you. Uh, your character, like, you know, you get to, you don't get to choose, you know, your character might just spontaneously evolve lava resistance because you spend so much time in the lava area, or they might start vomiting, they might have start having explosive attack vomit because you spend so much time in radiation zones, and that's not what the game had at all, but that's what they led you to believe. And it's not like they were lying per se, you can still evolve your character and get explosive attack vomit, but it's not spontaneous, it's not random, it's not an evolution, it's a it's a stat that you just pay for and you don't even need to spend any time in the radiation area to get 100% resistance naturally and then have explosive vomit, which I think was super dis- disappointing. But I'll kind of rein you back in with humankind there and say it's not super negative. If the, that's the way the game is marketed or that's the way you've seen the marketing, then yes, I would be disappointing. But it, the, I'd say the culture switching is a positive of the game. I do enjoy having to switch my culture and figure out what I want to be. Like, do I want to be a food production sieve? Do I want to be a, an industry sieve? Or do I want to be a science person? It's it's not so much that, yeah. I, I, I actually agree that in that they kind of led you to believe that you got to, your sieve evolved as you went along. The decisions you made changed what things you could do or how your sieve upgraded. There's none of that, which does actually disappoint me to kind of backflip on me, me reining you in, I guess. <laughs> now that I remember that part uh, but it is good it's just not and I guess it's this probably tying to our releases our like release, games releasing poorly segment when we talk about it later but these games promise a lot of this stuff but they can never ever seem to deliver it and I game development's hard and I say it every week that I'm not a game developer but games need to stop prom- promising stuff like this if they can't deliver it. Like, what Humankind has is cool on its own. It doesn't need to... It reinvents 4X games itself. It doesn't need to have this fancy cultures promise that isn't really there. That's yeah. that's, that's, that's I mean, my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as you said, I think um, one of the classic ones is Fable, when they were talking about releasing that, and they talked about how you can plant like an acorn, and then later on in the game, that oak tree will kind of have formed there. And like Fable was good; it had its cool, you know. Like if you choose to burn down the house or whatever, it's not there later. Um, and I've always really liked that about Fable. But yeah, they definitely sounded like when they were trying to sell it, they were selling it as like everything you do has an impact going forward, proper butterfly effect level shit. But yeah, like it's just not. And all, all these games like Skyrim, No Man's Sky, like Todd Howard saying, oh, 
there might be a point in time where a cut one dragon realizes that it won't be strong enough to fight you so it goes and gets another dragon of equal power to come and fight you two on one dragon style and it's like that might happen randomly because you just simply happen to run into two dragons at the same time hmm I found a, ga- a bug in that game where if I just simply loaded the save that I wasn't supposed to have because I was fighting a dragon at the time, so you can't save while you're in combat. If I just loaded the same save at the College of Winterhold, I, every single time I'd spawn in a dragon and eventually crash my PlayStation 3 because of the amount of dragons, I just kept full spawning in by loading the save because it was just one dragon, two dragon, three dragon, ten dragon, twenty dragon. Fun times. Fun times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, me and I've been playing, I played 12 minutes yesterday. Oh, um, how is that? It's good. I mean, if, if you, it's not like uh, I don't know. I don't know how to dissell it. If you if you if you know what you're going getting going in, then it's very good. It is just a time loop. You're in like free rooms, and you have to try and prevent like this. You know, getting murdered. Um, <clears throat> it's dark. Like it's pretty fucking dark. I think some of the best bits are just some of the things you can do in the game, like which aren't spoilers. They're not like for the story, but in attempting and just struggling and trying kind of every object on every event, you know, anything that can happen, you end up finding things like, um, the first time you try and stab yourself. So there's a knife. (laughs) If you Mm. die, the loop resets. And I was just like, okay, fine. Okay. I'm just going to reset it and stab myself. But he just stands there with the knife, like threatening to kind of stab himself, like really how you would, if you were going to try and stab yourself and how goddamn hard that would actually be. It's Brain like, it says feel, no, feels, no stabbing. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't just do it. It actually feels human. It feels like the actual reaction someone would have, like, even knowing that they're in a time loop, how you're not really wanting to stab yourself. <laughs> so, um, and the same for your wife. Like, I brought that up in the game in Sandbox, guys, and I, I was met by shock that I that chose to stab my wife during it. But it's, it's you got to try everything to see if you can get different results. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's good. It's well acted. Uh, the story, as I say, it gets dark. It doesn't. There's a part in the story that doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Um, I'm probably going to write a spoiler-filled review on it. Um, well, that's good because I was thinking was about reviewing joy. it, but the other Australian games reviewer who has five hundred thousand more subscribers than me did it, so I don't see the point anymore. I'll do it. People might get confused and accidentally click on your one. <laughs> That's actually a fucking good point. It's just that hashtag skill up in every single one of my videos. Is that who you're talking about? Skill up? I think I've got them on uh, Twitter, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you don't, they're like probably like, they're like the angry Joe of 2021 of like 2015. They're probably the biggest reviewer right now. Like they shit on IGN. Or he does. I think 12 minutes is a game that Oh, like, it's an indie game, right? And this game had more hype to it than Humankind, which is not an indie game. Well, it's not a AAA game. But this game, like, it had Daisy Ridley, fucking Professor X, and the other guy. Like, three <laughs> actors Defoe. where, if yeah. they were in the same movie, they'd probably be getting an, a combined salary of, like, oh, 100 million casually. Like, these actors mm. are humongous actors, and they somehow, like, were in this game. Like... It, it To me, it's not really a selling point because I've never, like, to me, a character is not sold based on their voice acting. It definitely helps, but uh, good writing, good, like, story and stuff like that is definitely better. And I would, I would hope that the budget of the game wasn't blown completely on those actors, unless the actors were the ones who were fighting them themselves. Um, but I hope it's not another case of a game over-promising on what it could actually deliver. Honestly, 
voice actors, if they're famous, you know, by famous, I mean, if they're like film celebrities, um, usually puts me a bit off a game because it feels like that's your selling point then. You've gone and made it your selling point that you've got a famous person in it. Yeah, and like... also slightly against the fact that you get loads of voice actors who are being kind of like shunned out of whatever, you know, yeah. roles because of they've got a, a regular actor taking their place from it. But yeah, it's like if like a voice actor doesn't make a game in any way, it's just, it's so like, I don't know what the word is, but like imagine like buying something just because an Instagram model has it. There's nothing, mm. there's no reason to other than the fact that the Instagram model has it. So why should I care that? Dom Toretto or whatever his real life name is, Vin Diesel is acting in the the what's that series? Fast and the Furious oh. Motor Games. Oh right. Because like it's probably terrible, and it was genuinely terrible of a game. Because <laughs> when you spend ninety percent of your budget on just one character saying six lines, you game mm. shit. So this wouldn't have made any difference to me if it wasn't these characters. But I think like it made it more you know, out there, you heard about it a lot more because it did have them. Um, oh, yeah. Like, frankly, you can't tell who... These could be played by anyone. They're putting on American accents, for one thing, so, like, both of them, you know, aren't just sounding like their own na- native voices. Um, so it could have been anyone. But they did a good, very good job, t- to their credit. Like, it did sound... Everything about it sounded really good. Um, as I say, I had a lot of fun, even after kind of completing it, trying to just go back through and get additional... I don't do achievement hunting, but this is such a small-scale game that I'm like, hey, I can probably try and smash out a few of these kind of funky achievements. How long did it take and, you to finish? Um, uh, 12 minutes? It took you 12 minutes to finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, per round. But like, uh, no, it, it did take, it took me probably, I've not actually checked out the time, so probably longer than Lynn is on the recommended box. I, I got quite stuck for a while in the kind of like first bit, you know, before finding out how to kind mm. of get to the next set of like, you know, dialogue options. Um, where I just ended up trying kind of everything. So, I, yeah, I definitely got stuck for an hour or so. Yeah, right. This. Yeah, because i got a mate who's pretty interested in it. I'm pretty sure he was keen for me to do a review, but I don't think I'll be able to. I've got a couple of video ideas I'm already falling behind on. So it's um, You can knock it out if you know what you're doing and you're smart. You can probably knock it out in like four to six hours or something like yeah. that. I like the idea of like a puzzle game. I might get it for my fiance. It is a good as a puzzle game. And, like, you know, it did make me feel stupid and smart. You know, smart when I find something... Stupid when I don't find something and my partner suggests something and it works and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm, sp- yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be clever here. I kind of do that. Like, when it comes to puzzle games and stuff like that, I just, like, spam the the game with any idea that, like, possibly comes to mind. Like, I two days ago, I got diagnosed with ADHD, so I know why. And I'm just like, <laughs> try this, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. And I literally just, like, start throwing shit at a wall, like, just to see what happens. Because, like, it's almost like I go mad. I'm like... Tch- do something, you stupid game. And I feel like it means I'm at least not terrible at puzzle games because of sheer volume of attempts, attempted ideas, or just like... Tenacity. Yeah, it's just sheer... There's no big brain that happens. Like, we claim big <laughs> brain. I'm like, ah, yes, I figured it out. How many attempts? Like, you took put it per attempt, I'd probably be up there with, like, the dumbest people in puzzle games. But because of the <laughs> amount of attempts I do in a split second... Um, essentially monkeys in a typewriter situation yeah eventually like they'll eventually get, get something <laughs> yeah whereas like my fiance we both play a game called Bubba is you she'll sit there and she'll be like thinking just thinking and thinking and I'm like why don't you move a button that's not how she solves puzzles she <laughs> thinks and stuff like that and I'm just like move 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 this move this oh that killed me how about I try it in a different way 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there you go, Darcy. If you want to get 12 minutes, you've got four to six hours of gameplay, and let's, I, I'll this... be able to tell if he watches this far into the um, podcast. <laughs> um, like, I mean, you can. there's a toilet in there. It doesn't really do anything, but it turns out you can actually flush items down it. For no real reason, there's no benefit, but except if you just, I started just flushing everything, so I got to the point where I can um, make, you know, tell tell my partner, wife, whatever, what's going on, and she's there upset on the couch trying to think it all through and that, and I'm just sitting there flushing thing after thing down the toilet, and like, he starts laughing, just going, <laughs> as he's flushing it, and it's the best. He's going mad. Because <laughs> it's just exactly what I'm doing, I'm just stupidly laughing as I'm flushing things down the toilet, and the character's doing it too, so yeah, clearly we're both idiots in that. <laughs> I've got a question though. Does every loop start with Heat of the Moment by Asia playing? It starts with no music. There's no oh, music. That's so sad. Uh, that would have been such a good moment. Like just throw back to Supernatural. Heat <laughs> of the moment. No, it's um it's uh there is a, oh, I said there's no music. There is a radio you can put on and it's got some like Italian restaurant music playing. Oh, gosh. There's a nice uh, achievement you can go through if you can get through the day and just have a nice time. Like nothing, like as in it, the you can get the murderer to not show up basically, oh, and right. to turn around and like you have the dinner set at the table, you get um, a present given to you, and then you dance around the living room, and it's just a lovely day, and then it resets, and because that's not how you win the game, <laughs> like, um, and it's quite nice because if it isn't a case of it resets and he doesn't remember shit, of course, so like every time it resets, he comes bursting through the door or you know into that area. And he's like, oh, God, or just, you know, at first, like, he's hating the fact that he keeps getting strangled to death. And then and then he's just getting more and more angry at the fucking burglar. It's like, fucking prick. <laughs> as yeah. he, like, comes back to life, so. Uh, definitely well, recommend we should it, especially stop if you talking like about this game so we don't skate, we don't spoil it any more than what we Jeez. possibly have. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've left out any form of spoiler there. It's, uh, it's just a couple of achievement bits. But, yeah, definitely Fair. recommend checking out. It doesn't take much time. Good um, stuff. Now, what we actually came to talk about today then, uh, what do you want to start with? The early access? Um, you kind of mentioned a bit on that earlier. Uh, yeah, like early access is something I, so I've got a couple of ideas in mind for videos that I'm going to be doing. Early access games being shit and irritating, but also essentially <laughs> is one of them. Difficulty in video games is uh, kind of a political topic in video games, which is something you can't avoid even if you try. Um, and bugs and terrible releases is just another one of the topics that I've thought of. So uh, we can talk about bugs and terrible releases first, because this, I guess, could be a... Oh, we'll, we'll talk about early access, because that's... We can segue into anything. It's all about gaming anyway, in the in the end. Yeah, so um, for me, like, early access, I've got my, my thoughts on it. I want, I'm interested to hear you... Ah, sorry, interested to hear what yours are. Like, I list, I play a lot of games on Game Pass, as I say, and they do a, quite a lot of early access stuff comes across that. Um, so, like, Grounded was one. Uh, Second Extinction, which is like a dinosaur hunting kind of Left 4 Dead style game. Um, both good games, and I've had quite a lot of time, especially with Grounded, playing it. But Grounded's one I quite like having had early access, except that there's certain bits they've added since which have changed the game, and I, you know, have that snotty opinion of I preferred it before. Um, whereas Second Extinction, I just, it's not quite complete. Like, it would be, it, I, I'm looking forward to when it is complete, and I think it's going to be a good game. 
Hmm. But the problem with it being in early access is it's kind of ruined any excitement for when it does finally release because I have already played it. So Yeah, and that's the, the kind of key era, area with it. Like where if a game comes out good, then people will play it. There are going to be obviously e- exceptions to that rule, but good game equals players. Bad game equals, well, unless it's a sports game. Bad, <laughs> not players. Um Sorry, I hate sports games and everything they represent. So I love sport. I'm gonna watch the Manchester United game after this podcast, but I hate sports games. But anyway, so the but the difference there is is that if you don't get to that end game release point where you can release the game good and get the money, then you there's a, a game that never released is obviously worse than a game that releases poorly, I guess, depending on your worldview, which is where early access comes in, which theoretically means that a game developer can release a game, have the community have input into it, and really to build his game the way that the community wants, he wants, they want, sorry, and it can be an overall great experience. The bad part comes in is where it's abused. It's just ridiculous how much it is. It's like some developers will create a game with the sole purpose of it being early access and then they will start making their game, which is just, in my opinion, the complete wrong way to look at it. It should be a thing that you either use because you are a single-person developer who needs money to continue funding the sole development of this game, or it should be a tool where if your game is kind of prone to being more developed in future, like Minecraft will be the great, great example of an early access game, or like Valheim, where it's a multiplayer game that is constantly getting added, it's finished, but then there's more to be added so you could call it early access but it's a very difficult question like uh, death trash kind of falls under my technical definition of a bad early access release yet i really really enjoyed it like, and i really what? loved that game so why uh why, why would you consider that a bad one uh because it's it's completely unfinished and the developer would understand this himself and if he like is ever listens to this then i'm not trashing the game called death trash but there's half the quests are, are incomplete. Half the skills don't have proper implementation. Like you can put nine points into animal taming, yet the only animal in the game only requires two, like animal taming to have a hundred percent chance of taming that animal animal every single time. So it's like this, like, like I felt impotent as hell, like more impotent than I've ever felt in my life. When I realized that after putting eight points of development into this, that it was useless. Um, so that's what I mean. Like, the game is not complete in any way. It's being sold as an early access title because that's what it is. But yeah, I hope we're not just going to talk about it and get nowhere because that's half of what it is when it comes to early access. There's no real correct answer. But that's why it would fit my technical definition of bad early access release, despite the fact that I enjoyed it and I'm glad it is in early access. So that because it's not a complete game that they're just adding to. It is an incomplete game entirely. It, like, yeah, it is an... Like, you... <gasps> In the description of the game on Steam, I'm pretty sure, I'll even have it, oh, it'll distract me. I'll, um, it says, this is not a complete game, this is a game for the future, if you prefer a game that is going to give you lots of time, that you that you will be able to complete everything and do everything, do not buy this game. They have, it, it's like they've had honest disclaimers. And it, you load the game up, if you don't want to have a game that's, if you want to have a game that's complete, refund the game now. That's what they say, but there's not even a start menu, that's the start menu. Um, so yeah, the game is not complete as per the developer's own admission. Hmm. I guess that's, um, like they've put it out there and what, try and get more funds, I guess, for the game. 
Uh, probably. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat somewhere on Twitter, so it might be nonsense, but that they made their money back. Like, they made up the cost of development within, like, a couple of weeks or one or two weeks, which is great. And if that means that the developer can then hire someone else or quit his day job or whatever it is he needs to do to keep developing the game, then that's great. But when it comes to early access, I have signed up for a thing where if he quits, runs tomorrow, and never does anything on the game, makes whatever money he has made... I can't do a single thing about that. That game is just, like, Steam's not going to give me a refund. Mm. And that is just it. That's the kind of danger when it comes to early access. No, and, I mean, Phasmophobia is probably one of the ones I've got on Steam, which is early access, and they are still adding to it, but it definitely has kind of slowed down. But that obviously had a huge, uh, you know, huge audience whenever it was last year, maybe. Is Steam early first access? Drops. I'm pretty sure Steam's... It a- was. Oh, oh, no, it is. it's still early access, yeah. And that's yeah, another yeah, point. That, so they where... are adding ghosts to it, but um, but essentially the game is a complete game at the moment. Like you can, I've had no issues with it playing it as a complete game. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Loads. I guess in the case of Steam's point um, case, uh, or uh, Phasmophobia's case, sorry, Phasmophobia released into early access as a complete playable game. There was nothing like if you compare current. Phasmophobia to old Phasmophobia, you're going to get, like, a lackluster experience, because it has... They have added a lot of, like, maybe not pure content, but they've added a lot of mechanics, they've changed the way the game works, so the game's infinitely harder than what it was back then, which is good, but it released in a state that was, like, more than playable, considering it's, like, one of the most upvoted and bought games on Steam of all time, and that's that's where the game would fit a good definition, because it is finished it was finished it's just got more improvements yeah it's not just a demo there's got a beginning and a middle and an end you know you can actually get through yeah yeah the like, whole mechanics of the game it's just it's they'll add stuff to it but it, you could get through it from the get-go so yeah, yeah I, I get your definition yeah but and it's like death trash could be considered like i guess good because the developer is like being forthright and upcoming about the the lacks the the, the negatives of playing the game they're mm. well aware of like there's literally a whole bunch of points in that game that just say work in progress one example of a terrible early access release i would say is um jagex's new game space punks like that game it calls itself early access it's an early access four-player co-op shooter like uh, uh the ascent or um i guess left for dead maybe I think I saw you streaming this. Is it like a sort of top-down angle? Yeah, kind yeah. Of I, I streamed yeah. it for a, a couple of days. I was going to make a video on it, and then I was like, no, nah, this game just has nothing to it, and I'm going to stop that policy. If a game has nothing to it and it's an early access game, then I'm going to make a video saying this game is trash as it is. But that game, it was fleshed out in the way that, you know, that you could go and spend money in, in the store, theoretically, but you can't co-op line, like, play with people. Like, the mechanic to actually join a party, play with others, was broken on release. So, like, when your game is a four-player co-op early, uh, four-player co-op game, and you can't play, like, the co-op is just scratched out. Um, I call that a terrible early access release, because, like, oh, yeah, sure, you're adding more stuff to the game, but your game at its base mechanics level isn't there. There's nothing to your game. Which is half the reason why I assume it didn't release on Steam, because on Steam they would have been, like, lambasted because the game's shit, as it is. There's just nothing to do in it other than, like, the same level ever, over and over and over again. I assume they only released it so early so they could get over their Epic Games exclusive deal that probably funded the project in the first place. 
It's bizarre, actually. You say they added the uh, microtransactions already before they added the co-op. They had a microtransaction store before the co-op was there. I'm pretty sure the microtransaction store has, like, one thing in it. But the point being is that the microtransaction store was there before co-op was in the game. Like, it definitely feels like the priorities aren't quite right for making like, this yeah, game. Like, in that case, how what what possible faith could I have in your game to be mm. made and released well if you're already having microtransactions? Like, if Deep Rock Galactic, which is probably one of the biggest success stories of early access considering how popular and how loved that game is, added a more intense microtransaction store now, I'd be upset... I guess because of microtransactions in general, but the game is finished. The game is great. The game is loved greatly by everyone who plays it. So they almost have like a right to add that stuff now that they have made a complete game. And like you even see the DLC for that game, which is purely cosmetic. It gets, it's got overwhelmingly positive because everyone loves the game and wants to support the developer. So yeah. Yeah. To play that. I just, I was going to play with my partner, but um, it, then I showed him the trailer and it had spiders crawling out from like everywhere <laughs> everything looks like a spider hey. yeah so <laughs> they've all got six legs not eight legs but as far as like they don't look terribly like spiders they definitely have much more have an alien vibe i do get it but my fiance is absolutely petrified of spiders and she's able to play it so you know i'll use that as evidence i'll use that as a <laughs> you can get like flamethrowers and shit like that like you can you can cook the spiders alive and there's also like the like the game is just as fun no matter what difficulty you're playing like skill up he reviewed the game saying that i refuse to play on any difficulty above three because i don't think it's fun that way so he's playing on low difficulty saying it's great and i'm i don't play on low difficulty because i just i prefer the challenge but it's a great game. You don't need to put it on hard, and you can build your confidence in spider slaying by just turning around and watching them bite you and do no damage and just, like, cook them alive from that point on. Or put a nuclear um, weapon in their face. That's up to you. Is that an attempt at a segue? Just, uh... Because <laughs> it was very well done, if you are, to um to bring us on to accessibility in gaming, or uh, easy modes, as it were. Unintentional segues. <laughs> How good am I? Well, it was perfect, yeah. Born podcaster. <laughs> This is actually my first ever time doing this, so... Yeah, well, I mean, I'd say glad to have you both. Sorry, sorry there was only the two of us today. I mean, um, I actually think I'm doing all right in doing, like, a lot of the talking. I think I'm not doing bad yeah, when it man. comes to trying to trying to talk a lot. I am so good at talking, so this is kind of like my natural element, to be honest. That's perfect, because you're doing a lot of heavy lifting. As I mentioned, I might potentially have COVID or some sort of throat problem. I was in London last uh, over Louis, uh, last couple of days. Um, and there's a lot of people there, so oh, it's probably cholera. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like slightly concerned. Could be cholera, yeah, going around London. Um, <laughs> it's been going on, but yeah, London so like, for years. But yeah, it, disability, <laughs> so, uh, uh, accessibility. Hmm. So, like me, I'm a coward when it comes to games in general. I'll play a lot of games on story mode if given the option. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I am generally, ju- I'm, I'm not actually a noob. Like, I, I'm quite good at a lot of games, but uh, if there's games where you have to throw yourself at it and die... If I die a couple of times, and I've said this so many times on this podcast, that if I die, I'm probably just not going to play it. <laughs> like, if I die more than once anyway. So, things like Demon Souls and that, I've been recently trying to give it a go, but they're generally not my kind of thing. Mm. Because I like to make progress in games. I don't like to just get stuck behind, like, a mm. single event. Um, so, for me... Uh, Everything should have all access. Everything should have um, accessibility options. 
and that includes Demon Souls because, at least to me, it doesn't detract from someone who does complete it in hard modes, you know, enjoyment, as it were. Yeah. But um, I am interested to hear what you think about this. So I think there's there's a pretty big distinction that needs to be made in that accessibility and difficulty are not the same thing. And that's not me arguing in any w- which way, but a game cannot be accessible while also being exceptionally easy. Um, so a game needs to be accessible and then there's the difficulty side. So for me, when it comes to accessibility, like, and this is very basic things like colorblind mode or different controller options, mm-hmm. stuff like that, that is like... If you disagree that a game should have things that lets as many people play it despite their disability as possible, then you're basically just a cunt, right? Like, you, everyone <laughs> deserves the opportunity to at least play a game they want to play. But then comes the question of difficulty in games, which is where I kind of have to draw a little bit or have a little bit of a, like, I have to argue in that hmm. if a game is made to be difficult... By the developer with the express purpose of like it has difficulty inlaid and into the game like with Dark Souls is the primary example but there are others like Returnal, I think Hollow Knight was difficult because it was and like basically any Souls-like game ever those games are designed to be difficult and that's the way the developer wants the game to be and in those situations and there's a whole lot more arguments for that point of view for Dark Souls but in those situations, I think if you don't want, if you want a story mode, then play a game that has it. If you want to play Dark Souls for the way it is, or Demon Souls or whatever, then you need to kind of accept that the game is difficult. But I do agree that Dark Souls needs avenues for making the game easier. And it has a lot of like base things that already, like there are ways you can make Dark Souls not trivial, but much, much easier for yourself. I think there are ways of making that more inbuilt into the game to make it more accessible. That wouldn't take away from the experience, but in terms of adding a story mode, I wouldn't want... I wouldn't agree with adding a story mode to a game specifically like Dark Souls, but Skyrim, which are the games where it doesn't really matter how difficult it is because you just want to progress, then that's that's fine, if in my point of view. But in my argument here... <clears throat> so, Dark Souls, for instance, like, there is a cool lore to this. Like, I love the aesthetic of that game. That's why I'm trying I'm trying to play Dark Souls 3 at the moment. I'm not trying too hard to play it, but, um, you know, I've got past the first boss and through the main little circle area. But I would love to just relax. I play games generally to relax. So I'd love to relax and enjoy everything, all the monsters and all the stuff going on there. I can fight to a decent-ish level. Um, but if I have to keep repeatedly dying, and I know that is the, the you know a design choice from the devs there, but I'm just not going to play the game. And yeah, that is an option. I don't have to play the game. Of course, that is what people will sort of say. Just don't play it. But I do want to play it. I want to play through that that beautiful fucking landscape. I want to play through that awesome lore. And you know, you want to experience the, the game. Uh, yeah, I want to experience that. But and that, well, at the moment, the only way to experience it is through YouTube for me. And that's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. And I guess my argument would be, if it doesn't detract from someone else's enjoyment, what would be the kind of problem with it? Like, I get like, uh, you know, there's that kind of pride of, you know, I beat Dark Souls. That exists for people that have. But all that would have to change to is I beat Dark Souls on original mode, rather than like story mode. And frankly, you could take away the achievements. I'm not in it for that. Yeah, like an Iron Man mode that some games have. 
Yeah, exactly. If mm. it was just a case of I couldn't get killed, but I still have to fight the same bosses and such, I think I'd enjoy that a lot more. Because I, I, you know, I, I'm still going to try and win, and I'm still going to get to experience the whole game. But uh, it just doesn't give me that frustration of dying repeatedly at the same kind of skeleton. Yeah. So. This is an interesting argument that a lot of people like to make, especially on Twitter. Like, oh, well, my experience, my, it doesn't take away my experience, so why should mm. I have to suffer? And in Dark Souls, I have to disagree because if you have invincibility mode or you've got easy mode on, you do get a benefit over other players because multiplayer is a, a part of, like, the single-player story. That's how, like, that's part of the game. And if you have you know, invincibility mode or an easy mode or you do double damage or take one third the amount of damage, then you have a one-up on other players, like players who are invading you because of... A lot of players just try to do it because they're douchebags, but there are law reasons, there are in-game bonuses to defending an area from other players or invading an area and attacking other players. And if you have that easy mode enabled, then the developers have to do one or two things. They have to say to those players invading you, suck it up get over it, you can't invade that person, or even if you do, you're in for a fight of your life because they have they take one quarter damage and they do ten times the amount of damage. That's one design choice. Or they have to disable invasions for you and then, like, then... But at that point, so they say, everyone who wants this, you don't have any of the negatives of multiplayer, you just have all the positives of the game. Then you're splitting the player base who's actually in the game. Those are the two... Those are the two options. It can't be both. It can't. It has to be one or the other. Mm. And neither of those is super attractive to the game. So I guess from software has just tried to implement ways of making it easier without actually making it easier. So in Dark Souls Three case, that's my favorite game probably of all time. You've got your embers you can do. You've got your white soapstone. So if you have a friend or if you just call like chuck down a white soapstone, someone will help you with the boss. Like I beat the final boss my first time. I struggled with that boss probably with my mate for like four hours. We were playing take a drink every time you die and I had to carry him out to the car because he was passed out. <laughs> passed out. And that's we literally had to get someone to help us. We put down a soapstone, someone spawned in immediately. We, we went and we died once, we spawned in, then we fought them again. They tanked the boss while we whacked. We tanked the boss while he whacked. And it was a great experience because it was like, you know, praise the sun. You People play the game to help others. Like they're my other friend he creates a faith character, praises the sun all day long, and will put down his soapstone just to help people throughout the game. He'll just follow them and kill the enemies with them as they go. There's a couple of different other ways of making the game easier, but there are those avenues there that incorporate multiplayer. So I guess it's about whether or not you agree with cancelling multiplayer or making it harder for those people who are engaging in the multiplayer. I'll make two things. Firstly, I don't know what the soapstone is. I don't know if that's not something I've encountered as yet. Interesting. Um, but uh, is it saying it's an unlimited resource? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't actually often use the soapstones. I basically just do it myself. Mm. I might invade other players or I might defend the the cathedral. But other than that, I don't actually go and help other people. I've never actually done that. I'm, I'm an arsehole, essentially. My next playthrough, <laughs> I plan on doing a faith build. But the soapstones, you should get... I believe they're unlimited. You don't need to... You just... As long as you are embered someone, you just find the soapstones on the ground. Or if you put on a blue soapstone, then someone will come and help you with your game. I'm pretty sure the blue one is unlimited, or it's just a case of you belonging to the faction of blue. 
and someone will help you if you ask for it. It's something to I'll have to look into how to actually Google. do that because that's like if 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 that's an ability, like you can always have someone come and help you, or always have someone like you know always. Then fair enough, but also this game isn't going to always have an online service. Yeah, in terms that... of like a uh, ten years time or whatnot. Um, but out of those options, yeah, disable disabling the multiplayer seems like a uh, would be a nice way around that if you want to be able to play with a uh, in any kind of game. You can't do cheats if you're playing online with people. Yeah. So essentially, this would be like a cheat if you made yourself an Iron Man. Um, but if that then just disabled the kind of the multiplayer bits, and I've not encountered any multiplayer stuff other than the fact that I've got writing on the floor. Um, and, you know, I see people's ghosts dying and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's not it's not something that's even kind of come my way yet. So I don't see a ha- like it would detract too much not to have it. Yeah, like, see, I want to is... be able to play it without my console necessarily connected. Yeah. See, in that case, it, it's, it's kind of a case of, well, if you want that, then that's what you want. But I guess for, from software, because there's they've been criticised for this since like the first mm. Demon Souls came out ten, twenty years ago, or however long it was. They've been criticised for it end, endlessly, and they've I assume they've tried to fix things. But one thing Dark Souls, ha- the fair criticism of Dark Souls is that it nothing is clear, and that's like a a fundamental aspect of the game which shouldn't be. Things need to start being more clear. Like, if you found out easily, all right, you use this and you can... If you put this down, someone will... If they find your soaked stone, they will come and help you play, like, fight with this zone. Obviously, you haven't found that out, which is not your fault that you haven't found it because if a game wants to... If a game has mechanics that the player doesn't know about, it's the game's fault for not showing that to that player. Which I would agree with. So if you want people to come into the game and help you just to the side, if you use an ember, then you are activating multiplayer. That's how mm. you like activate multiplayer. Which might be something you could look into. <clears throat> but I can't remember what we're gonna brain forgot. <laughs> I mean for me, like if if I can get that soapstone, I'm gonna look into how to do this because of at the moment i I didn't quit the game because I was, you know, dead. I didn't get killed and quit the game. I went back and cashed in my souls but just the idea of going back to it's just incredibly unappealing to me like i enjoy boss battles i'm quite good at boss battles in games because they're generally uh pattern recognition you know you recognize a pattern you mm. know when to roll and avoid and i'm fine with that um but it's just a little bit too frustrating all of the combat there's no i like to play games generally to feel you know like the hero in that scenario i like to be unrealistically powerful not in a invincibility way but most games you know most people if they were to go around trying to fight you know creatures of the fey they're probably just going to get killed but instead mm. my character in like you know kingdoms of amulets murdering his way through tons of tons of forest spiders all things that if it was real life would just murder me so like you know this isn't realism like even demon souls with its challenge that's still not realism like it's still you would definitely die a lot easier if it was trying to be real yeah. So it's not trying to be real, really. It is just trying to be a challenge. Um, yeah, I'd say I like one game. Like I played Celeste re- uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, which is like a you know a game that got a lot of praise. It's it's quite cool. I liked it. I played it and I completed it through. But I only was able to complete it through because I was able to. They have like a whole menu of kind of cheats essentially, um, or accessibility things to allow you to play if you're not particularly good. <laughs> so like that let me get through the game. Did it ruin how the game's only played? Sure. 
to some people would find that, but I just wouldn't have played the game. Otherwise, like I wouldn't have been able to get past certain bits and it allowed me to. But I still think people have played it are still happier they um, you know, completed on regular difficulty. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, like Dark Souls has kind of built itself up to be like this, like like it's a meme thing now about how hard yeah. the game is, like, you know, get guard and all that stuff. And you could say that's toxic or whatever. But from software almost doesn't care that people who don't want to play the game because of how hard it is don't play the game. They're like, fine, mm. the game is not for you. Like, there's a whole bunch of criticisms you could lay at any any game. Like, I don't want to play uh, Animal... I can't use Animal Crossing because I've actually never played it. But there's a whole bunch of games saying, I don't play this game because of this reason, and I want it to change because to fit my kind of play style. You could lay that criticism at any game, but it's almost sometimes you could consider it unjustified because that game is just not that way. And I know Dark Souls is different because in this case, it's literally a case of difficulty. The game, the developers could add a difficulty option, make you invisible, invincible, and then just, just send you on your way. But they've decided against that. And I don't, as someone who likes, I'm biased because I loved the Dark Souls games. Like, and I'm someone like you, I like Skyrim, novice di- difficulty, which uh, I kept it on depth. I chucked it on death march because someone told me it was better that way. Put on the easy difficulty because I was like, I just want to play Gwent and kill things and get the story. That's just what I want. And Dark Souls, I don't know why, but I feel different. And But I guess that's the thing. From Software says, don't play the game if you don't want to. Don't experience this. Don't whinge at us if you don't want to play the game because it's hard. And, and it's almost like an indefensible point where, yes, they can make it easier and not and find ways of not ruining the player base. I'm sure they're smart enough. They've created a game that's great. They could figure it out, but they have chosen not to very, very clearly. And I don't know, it's hard to kind of agree or disagree. I'm going to try to make a video on it about like, you know, the solving the difficulty question in Dark Souls, like thinking of ways that I, what I would do to implement ways that make it easier for people while also keeping the difficulty there. Like, I don't think removing death from the game is a way to imp- like get the game. If you want to play Dark Souls, you need to die because A, it's part of the, the mechanics and it's how... Part of the, dying is part of the world and, and the law. You need to die to spawn at the first bonfire, mm. but that, that's just literally it. But I do agree that there could be ways of making it easier, but making it so you can be invincible, have cheats and stuff like that is not something that I would ever want in the game. Because if people need to want to experience Dark Souls, then there's a way that they should do that, I guess, in the latest way of saying, you need to experience things my way. I think, like, even if they were... Because uh, invincibility, I agree with, like, that would possibly... Not even small things, like, there are people who want to just play through it, but, like, I could cope with... As I say, I'm not bad at games. I can cope with killing things with a sword. I love the mechanics. I love the rolling. I love all that kind of stuff. It is just at a hardness level that puts me off playing the game. Hmm. So, like, yeah, I, I, I would, wouldn't really require them to put cheats in, just uh, if they had, like, you know, this is the mode you're supposed to play, and below that we have coward mode. And then we below that we have absolute, total, was can't, you know, barely get out mode. of their c- at cot. Yeah, exactly. Like, just insult me. I don't care. They tell me I'm a, like, baby for playing it in this mode. Fine. <laughs> Take away the achievements. Fine, that's fine. I just want to look at the cool yeah. scenery. I want to, you know, experience these, ma- like, awesome-looking beasts. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that could that they could do. A, they could make the multiplayer better in that it they should remove the peer to peerness, remove the like try their best to remove the lag. That's just a big barrier in itself. Like if even if you're trying to help someone, like the boss might swing its big old slow ass hammer, you dodge it and then you get hit because lag. 
They could improve the multiplayer functions like that. They could make the multiplayer more accessible, like, you know, give you better ways to do it. They could say if you, uh, they could stop the whole, like, activate and deactivate multiplayer, just make it there, just a, a facet of the game. Make it so if you want help, you ask for help, someone comes and helps you with your boss, your fight, your whatever, then once you're satisfied that they've done the thing, then they get a reward in their own game campaign for helping other people. That way, people can help people, not get help themselves, get that their own satisfaction, but also other people can play through, experience the, for the game it's hard. Like, you know, you get three deaths, you're like, bugger it, I'm asking someone for help. Or you're like, no, nah, bugger it, I can do this. I can beat this boss. I've beaten the other bosses with help, but I can do this one. I think there's a, those few things I've listed off there could be ways that they could make Elden Ring a better game, more inclusive game, more accessible game, while also making it, keeping the difficulty. That's what I think Dark Souls and other games like it could do. Rather than removing difficulty, make it give you the player avenues for lowering the difficulty while also keeping that like hardcore experience. That's my take. I mean, that would I, I wouldn't complain about that. Obviously, if you give me that, then that gives me more abilities to try and get through the game. But as I say, I'm still not that bad at games. There are plenty of people uh, wanting who would want to be able to experience it who haven't got necessarily the ability to go through. And like one thing I was just trying to I was trying to formulate in my head there is like imagine if there's a game where a lot of it's text based and there's just a lot of text and it's in French or Elvish, or something, but you can't progress through the game without knowing what it says. So yeah, you could get good. You could go and learn, you know, German or Japanese or something. You could get good at it. But that's quite, uh, you know, not a lot of people are going to be able to go and, like, you know, learn Mandarin in order to play this game. So a lot of people aren't going to be able to get good to get through Dark Souls. I must admit, if I had a game that was only in Elvish and I had to learn Elvish to get through the game, and then I said, oh, why isn't it English? And then some, like, get guard fan meme boy who drinks nothing but testosterone for breakfast said, oh, it's just a mate, but don't play the game then. Game that I yeah. would get annoyed. <laughs> I would get annoyed. Exactly. And that's the thing. I understand that I am kind of approaching from the the... The back, the back foot. I'm part of that cult, that almost, you could call it toxic culture of get guard. I don't mm. want it to kind of be like that. All I want, I, I guess I want to kind of bridge the, uh, a gap of like, you know, the difference between, the, the, the bridge the Pacific Ocean of, of gap, where I want the game to keep its, these, this, these very, very specific genres of games to keep their intense difficulty while also trying their best to make sure other players can play that game. And I guess in my ideal world, Dark Souls has this big community of people who go and help because they get their benefits from helping, not like, you know, they might get more lodestones or power-ups or whatever helping someone else. And there are people who try to invade those, like they try to punish those people for playing the lower difficulty, but then others try to defend them. Or the lower difficulty people get like, I guess, a a, a boon to being invaded versus those people because they're playing on that other faction. There's a whole bunch of stuff I wish I could... C- imagine up in my ideal world that I think would kind of help a little, it wouldn't solve the problem. There's always going to be people who want to just play it on a very easy difficulty and that's fine for them. I'm not saying they're wrong for that. All I would say is that if you can't learn to play the way the game as it is, then you should play a different game. And I guess that's almost like, like yeah. You can't learn Elvish, you know. Yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. I know I'm speaking from their negative point of view, but it's like, 
So for me, it just would be like a case of like in that game, if there was an option to just have all the Elvish automatically translated to English, so you could get through it. Still, like, see, but uh, there's a slight difference being as well. Like, if I said I completed Dark Souls three and you went, did you do it on regular mode? And I went, no, I did it on little coward mode. (laughs) You know, like baby bottle mode, and and then I've not got that same level of. You can you can still exclude me. You can still you know think of me as a coward that can't get through. Who needs to get good to play it properly? But um, at least I got to enjoy enjoy the uh, the lore of it, kind of thing. Yeah, like there's like an art. Like I can think of, I can think of arguments and arguments and arguments. Mm. So like, I'd almost say I feel like the reason why Dark Souls is such an icon in gaming it is today, and the reason why From Software doesn't want to do this or doesn't want to appeal to those like. people who want a more casual experience is purely because of how hard it is. It's almost like it's their business model. Yeah. So like you could very well and have very well argued against having make keeping the game difficult, but the game itself would not be. And there's no, none of us have the ability to research this other than the fact that other games don't have this kind of iconic ness to them. You could find a way. I don't remember what I was saying. Anyway, <laughs> the game, my brain Speak goes too fast for my mouth, so my mouth is trying to keep I up. I've just my annoyed just you like... too much with my newbiness. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I love the debate. The debate for me is really cool, and it also means that I'm learning, kind of getting another per- uh, another perspective. Because most of the time, I'm just seeing people saying, "Well, my experience doesn't take away from yours." I'm like, "But it, it, there's things in the game that do actually take away. Like you being you getting God mode would take away from my experience, but." It's almost like it's part of their business model, so I don't even know if it's a, a point, because it's not going to happen. I would be shocked if From Software yeah. released an easy game that's not part of their DNA. It's not what makes them money. <laughs> that's just straight up what happens. But, yeah, like, there's so many things you could say, and I can't say you're wrong, because, yes, it would mean that more people can play it. Undeniably, more people could play the game if it was easier. I can't say that. I'm not being a bit mean or a bit of a dick by saying you should just get good. <laughs> it's just like a belief like where the game itself wouldn't be the same game. It wouldn't be the same experience. They wouldn't have the same iconic like meanness. It wouldn't be the same like, ex- like there's like videos you can watch on game. I don't know. A lot of other games survive for a while, but Dark Souls is almost like no one could argue that it's probably more popular than what you would expect it to be. The story is difficult at to say it to find out at best like you shouldn't watch a three hour video of Vardy video and still not know what's going on so it's not because of the story it's just the experience of playing it itself that makes the game so good to people and if you took mm. away that difficulty you would be removing that and that's where i think a but lot of people get that's i guess i'll tell you you're not actually feel. taken away i'll tell you're not taken away that difficulty though that difficulty's still there. No, you're not taking it as dif- an option. Sorry, I always interrupt people because of my brain. But you're not taking away the difficulty. You're taking away the experience, I guess. Like, taking away from what it is. And that's, I guess, a fault of the people who play it and who have built it up in their heads to be this, like, you know, this ultimate challenge. Like, I'm a god because mm. I I beat Medea. But that's how it is in with Dark Souls' case, where you're never going to get people to agree that like, most Dark Souls fans would never agree that the game should have difficulty. <laughs> like, people who are... So I'll tell you, though, like, like I play Halo, and um, me and my brother have played through all of them on Legendary. 
Um, and of course, when I when I play on my own, I tend to play on like heroic or just normal, medium, whatever it's called. Um, but the fact that there is an easy mode there doesn't like I'm still very happy with the fact that I've completed on legendary. I'm still quite you know vaguely boastful of like I've gone through all of the games, uh, Batu, <laughs> on on legendary, and like with that lasso. still is good for me. But but yeah, yeah you still have that mode, same like. I guess that's an interesting point. I haven't really thought of it that way where there are modern examples of things where you can claim that you have beat the game on the ultimate difficulty and that is like a point of pride. Like with Halo, my a, a few of my friends right now are doing it on a legendary All Skulls something. I don't know what the, the O means in Lasso, All Skulls On or something like that. And I know oh. it's kind of an iconic thing where you can beat the game on with legendary All Skulls. So I guess it, it, it might not take away from the thing if you did remove that difficulty, but I don't think from software or the community at large... I don't think wants they will. To... No, they will. I don't... Yeah. No, they definitely won't, but I don't think the community or from software wants to expu- like uh, make, make that sh- uh, take that bet. Maybe with Elden Ring will come with difficulty settings. I think that would be a massive moment in gaming it might be an excellent pr move though to be honest like the amount of people that the amount of publicity that game would get if they found out that Elden ring was going to have an easy mode would be monstrous for negative and positive well, for me, reasons i think Elden ring looks cool i love the design of the monsters every time there's a news about Elden ring i'm quite excited to see what's on it i'm not going to buy it because i'm not going to be able to fucking complete that game <laughs> so there'd be a waste of cash for me so if they did have easier modes i would potentially be buying that game or at least you know playing it <laughs> on someone yeah. else's but i but guess yeah, like, I, I don't know i just think like you can still have like i think if dark souls or demon souls whether the first one like came out and it did have uh you know like a uh, coward mode and it had a like regular mode and it made it a big thing of like this is how you know you don't get achievements if you do it in the coward mode and you do if you get do it in the uh, proper mode and made it very clear this is how the game's going to be played that i don't think this would be a problem now obviously it wouldn't because it would already exist but like i i think people would still be taking the same pride of yeah no i get goods you need to play it properly and i'd be like oh completed it coward mode and they would just not let me in their club i guess one thing to think (laughs) about in that situation is that when you do have that and when you have the game be so iconic like in its challenge the amount of people mm. who would think to themselves, all right, I'm going to try to play the game. I'm going to, they might finish the game or get through the game and think, I'm not getting any fucking achievements and I want my fucking achievements, okay? I am yeah. good at this game. <laughs> Let me experience that. I think the amount of people that would take on that challenge would be greatly increased because people aren't like, a lot of people experience it because they like don't play Dark Souls because they don't want to experience the challenge and that's fine. But a lot of people, wouldn't play Dark Souls because they can't experience the challenge. They can't figure out how to do it. Like, my fiancé has played Dark Souls before because she's, an, like, new at gaming. She doesn't have the 25 years of gaming experience that I do. Like, I can mm. pick up a controller and instinctively know that double jump is just push A, then push A again. She doesn't know that instinctively. So Dark Souls is a de- definitely hard game. And if there were an easy mode, I'm pretty sure by now I'd be forcing her to play it on the normal difficulty. But I don't think she'll ever get there because of how challenging the game is at its point. So that, like I said, I'm not on any. I guess it almost sway me a little bit in that I am like more open, <laughs> more open to the idea. It's just that whole the wariness around taking away the experience will be there. Mm. But and that's the thing. Like I understand, I guess both sides of the argument. But I guess Dark Souls 
is just come and gone. The idea of Dark Souls is never going to get an easy difficulty, so the point is almost moot. The thing that we kind of focus on it would be Elden Ring, and yeah, for me, going forward, I would want. I would still say difficulty lowering the difficulty is not something that is needed. In that there are other, there could be other ways, and I think that might be an almost good moment for gaming, where if the difficulty questions could be solved with, and almost like making things harder. Like a lot of times, games reduce or increase difficulty by just giving things double the hit points, which is just yeah. it's it's just annoying. Whereas if they could figure out ways of like innovating and actually making the games not just a case of hit harder, do more damage, then that might be fun. Like playing Skyrim on the hardest difficulty is just it's not fun because everything just takes a thousand hits to kill. They just mm. increase their their HP and it's like oh yeah it's cool. Whereas like yeah like I said. The game could be great fun for people even on lower difficulty. Like, you charge in with your three friends because you've got actually got a fully inbuilt multiplayer thing. You all die. You're like, well, fuck me sideways. Let's <laughs> do that again. <laughs> but, yeah. That's actually, do you know, that's actually quite interesting. Of, um, yeah, if more more games were to make it normal that like you don't have the difficulty almost sense. I, I, I mean, I'm still always going to say a story mode is a nice thing to have in a game just for anyone that doesn't have time to game but like uh but yeah if, if you had more innovative like you mentioned that sort of white stone sandstone soapstone that's it yeah um or if there's just bits like okay this is the this is not official like it's not officially the easy mode there's no just the selection easy but this gives you double roll or like you know makes your uh stamina go down but that's everything's still the same boss fight but yeah. it does make it more you you increase your chance of succeeding i should say yeah i think like, the game could increase people's chance chance and increase people's willingness give people options avenues to lower their own difficulty experience without taking away the core aspect of you get hit you die you need to avoid getting hit you can't just walk up and just wha- have a whacking contest with the boss because that's hmm. Say what you will, that would be less interesting gameplay. There's story in Dark Souls is not enough to kind of keep raise it up. I enjoy the story, but the active story you get without having to absolutely hunt it down, read every item, read every object, like think with your massive brain. That it's there's not a huge amount of story. You can miss ninety five percent of the story of Dark Souls playing through it your first time, like very very mm. easily. You'll not know what the fuck you're fighting, who the fuck you're fighting, or why the fuck you're fighting it multiple times so the story aspect oh, i just want to experience the story for me it doesn't really hold up because i know the story of dark souls 40 is it's good but it's not actively there in front of you it's a good story and i wouldn't change it but it's not a game where you just play through because you could finish dark souls in six hours and be like okay cool i killed the boss now what but having to be honest it's not so much the story it's the actual uh, design character designs i want to see that's what like excites me more about it rather than the story, just seeing these big monstrous characters. Yeah, it's definitely, but, uh, it's definitely impressive and fighting them yourself and like kind of experiencing the big room yourself. But yeah, like mm. I said, giving players, you know, finding, you know, extra items or giving the ability to play multiplayer without any drawbacks or seamlessly making multiplayer, because that's one thing that irks me, Dark Souls, that it's, it's not a perfect game in that there is problems with accessing multiplayer like you know you can't i don't know any player who's had a lag free experience in multiplayer that would be great if there was a lag free experience and also you could actually get and play the multiplayer that would be 
fantastic and I feel like that would change the way the game is kind of perceived because it would be they would have that difficulty lowered I should say lowered difficulty Mm. I think there is a perception as well of it being super hard which isn't necessarily true like um, as I say I've I've played it the first boss I almost got him on the first round and I was really annoyed that I just was like a couple of swings away from killing him uh, because that was really gonna, you know, like make my partner a bit salty at the fact that I uh, complained about these games being too hard and then just go in there and slay it. But I got him on the third go, I think. Um, I, so I haven't died a whole bunch so far. It's just it just doesn't appeal to me to keep playing, knowing that it's like a stress. It's not why I game generally. I don't don't play to to get you know worked up and stressed up and frustrated about things. But I do agree. I wouldn't want it just me being invincible, slogging it off with them. That's not the same experience. Like on a control, the game uh, control. I yeah, played that, I um, played that. It's it's good. It's a good game. Uh, but like, I put the they have very good difficulty settings. Like you can change so many kind of different sliders. So like you know you get your gun just does more damage, or you take less damage, or you have much more health kind of thing. There's like multiple kind of just slider options. So you can make it so you are a god. You can just walk through. Mm. Now, I was close enough to that that it was kind of not as exciting. Um, like, I was trying to get through that game. Like, I just wanted to play and experience the story and stuff. But it wasn't a long experience. I didn't struggle. I would kind of walk in a room, levitate my way through it while throwing, you know, like, bits of table at my enemies and generally just uh, finding it incredibly easy, including those, like, boss battles, which is what I was kind of excited to get to. Mm. But when you get to them and then just kind of you know, down them in a few shots, it's not the same. <laughs> like yeah. you get to experience their like their the fear of them or then them rising up above me because of there was no threat and they did die too quickly. So I, I totally get how like uh, you can kind of ruin your experience by having it on easy. But yeah. then again, it is an option. I get yeah, and I guess like we're almost getting to a point where we can almost agree because I agree that Dark Souls could and should be easier for people. It's just about the way of uh, the way about going about it. Adding an easy mode is not how I would change the game. If I worked it from software, I'd get all the eggheads onto that problem right away because, you know, more money, more players equals more money. But I guess it's just up to them. And like I said, we're starting to, like, almost find that medium. I don't think Dark Souls should get an easy game, and I, an easy mode, and I think there are games that have the right to be difficult and there are plenty of the, uh, those yeah. games it's just i think the big issue comes about when they are rpgs and story-based games which is where people really kind of start to care a lot more because people want to experience that story and i kind of get it and i guess it's a bit rude to say well don't play the game if it's too mm. hard for you or if you're not interested in that challenge that stressful experience that other players really want like myself who i want to have a challenging overcoming overcoming the hardness game that's for me whereas a lot of people aren't and i get i don't know it's it's something like i will <laughs> never agree that dark souls needs an, an easy mode i can understand the points and valid the, the reasons why i think there should could be ways of including it but <laughs> we could go round and round we've i've said that same yeah. sentence like seven times now I say I, I will be trying to check out how to get into this whole um, multiplayer, people joining and, and helping me, because that would probably make me feel a lot less stressed, assuming I've got, uh, I've, I've got you know people can kind of jump in and help. Yeah, um, and I really hope that you could get the experience. Uh, it should be a white soapstone. I haven't played it in a while, and I also haven't 
engage much with summoning people. (laughs) And one thing I'd say, don't be afraid to kind of Google things about the game to kind of find out. Like, if there's so many hidden aspects of of Dark Souls. Like, you can literally not find massive areas of the game if you take a left rather than a right. You can finish and complete the game, but you will not find humongous areas. So... Don't be afraid to kind of Google and be like, you know, different areas, different places to see, different things, because it's not going to stop you from experiencing them. Like, fighting a giant sandworm, you're not going to know what that feels like. You think you know, like, oh, giant sandworm, I know what that means. But, uh, no, you will not, you will, don't do it, Google how to get through it, because it's actually an interesting thing on how to get through it. But, yeah, you might, I didn't experience that specific enemy until like my third playthrough when i fell down a hole is that dark souls one or three 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 so most of my experiences with three and two yeah three is the best of them and that's a very controversial statement but three is the best it's (laughs) the one with the most interesting and challenging bosses but also the best like kind of environments that's what when i started when i started the game there was an option a place you can go to the right and i thought that this is probably one of those um you know early game you probably can't beat what's behind there and I was right, I'm pretty sure. So I went down there and something like a wolf or something, it chased me out. Uh, yeah. Like a crystal, like I, I cr- away a crystal lizard thing. I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It yeah. yeah, it was like the first, the first, when you first go, rather than going left, you go right mm. through like a little, you know, canyon area yeah. and something comes after you. But uh, yeah, I was fully aware that was not going to be a boss I can fight at this point. <laughs> so yeah. I just kind of walked off. Go back there at some point. Yeah, you can beat it. Ah. Like, you can go straight back there. Like, it's the first zone. I'm pretty sure you need to go for a bit of a walk, but, um, like, there's no bonfire right there, but you can go yeah. beat it. I <laughs> Let me tell you that that crystal lizard probably kept, like, because all the Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 people, like, difficulty, difficulty, ha, 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 I'll beat it. I wonder how many people just stuck there for like two hours, just being like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to fucking beat you. <laughs> only to lose their souls to the boss that was around the corner. Yeah. Oh, God. And um, oh. there was one game, actually. So we were, I, I feel that we've reached the, the point where we're kind of vaguely agreeable. Like, as I say, I like an easier mode to be available, but I do like the idea that they could make it, um, make it within game. Yeah, I think we can uh, bury the Dark Souls. We can wrap comp- that bit, but yeah. yeah I'll, 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 I'll send you my video link. When I finally make that. <laughs> Cuphead, though. Now, Cuphead. that is a game that I would straight up love to be invincible on. It's a it's drawn, it's animated, and it's done in the sort of like, uh, you know, old school Mickey Mouse like cartoons from back in the day. Yeah. And all of the. See, beast I... of that, but it's actually hell. It's bullet hell, and it's so hard. Like, I tried, I bought it when it came out, tried playing it on a multiplayer with uh, my partner, I think, and. I would love to get through it because it's just such a cool design. Everything's so pretty. And they do have, like, when you go into a mission, there's, like, an easy version. But it's not a case of it's easier to get through. Like, it just has less of the mission. So you don't even get to experience, like, you know, the, the, the changed boss at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that that's another game that people are, like, if they can play it, then there's probably a lot of achievement in it for them. But, uh, yeah, I, I just have no way of getting through that game. And I would love to see all of the drawings they've done and all the, you know, designs they've done for it, so. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, Cuphead's not a game that I've played, but I can I can kind of see it. But, like, that almost, like... See, that would be a case of where the difficulty settings are not good. Like, where if your easy mode takes part of the game out of the game, that is mm. not, in my opinion, a, a, a solution. That's, like... 
that's the worst thing I could think of. Like, just if you're going to do that, just don't have difficulty settings in the first place because people aren't playing the like whole game. Dark Souls I guess getting rid of the bosses. On yeah, the easy mode. It just removes the bosses, so you're only fighting mobs. Like. And that's it's like that's that that's not it. That's definitely not a way of doing yeah. it. I couldn't. Yeah, like almost like saying if you want to experience the things, yeah. That's definitely not a thing that I would say. And Cuphead's not like... I didn't actually know that Cuphead was super difficult. I guess I'm kind of glad that's not the game that my fiancé picked when we wanted to keep going. But It's fully bullet hell, like um, just avoiding bullets. Like an old school side-scrolling, you know, just yeah. constant ammunition flying across the screen at you. It's like jump, 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 jump. Oh, too many jumps, you got you got hit in the head. Yeah, and you get like three lives kind of during the game, which can just go like nothing. So I think I got past maybe the first level. And oh my just god! Repeatedly died on the second. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, oh. um, right. So where can people find you? Okay. Where can people find me? Uh, on YouTube, the Aussie Perspective, and on Twitter at Oz Perspective. O Z Perspective. Yeah, that's the point as well with YouTube. It's Aussie A U. Like, mm. I should probably change it, but it was just a case of I didn't know that character limits existed in things like the Aussie perspectives, mm. but fits perfectly. And I don't like the OZZY, like Aussie. It's yeah. like eh. And that's fair, but that is what my assumption is when I hear Aussie's perspective, OZZY. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not uh, that. But there's also like <laughs> these Aussie like meme that. reviews who's like that. You've probably heard of him, though, like. Yeah. 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 G'day, we've got this... Yeah, anyway. But yeah, there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of O-Z-Z-Y, but not all of A-U-S-S-I-E, which is the actual, I think, correct spelling of an unofficial word. <laughs> yeah, no, defo. So yeah, we'll check you on there. Um, of course, you can probably just find us at Robot Republic, uh, robot-republic.com. Um, I think the other one's maybe like sell socks or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. What? Sell socks? <laughs> Sells socks and underwear. And th- I don't know. Yeah, the, the Robot Republic, the regular website. The one that doesn't have a dash in it. I, 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 think, I think they're uh, some sort of clothing website, maybe. Yeah, fascinating. I wouldn't but, have thought. <laughs> that could be nonsense. Don't, don't take my word for that. <laughs> Point is, we've got the dash in there and it's unfortunate. But yeah. Feel free to check us out there. Um, thanks for listening. Catch y'all later. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.